Hello. If you're new here, I'd like to join in on our many other conversations on the DYL podcast. My name is Samuel. And I believe you're here because you want better, you want higher. So let's have a go. Hello, and uh, how are you doing? This is the DYL show. I hope you're doing well, you're doing fine. Today, we're having an interesting conversation, and it's titled Putting Yourself Out There with Tracy Lamori. So, Tracy Lamori is a high profile international award winning publicist, is the founder and managing director of Lamori Media, and the author of the upcoming book, Get Repped. <laughs> Yeah, build your brand with effective public and media relations. So how's that coming, Tracy? It's going really well. You know, the word of, of, of COVID has been pivot, right? So at yeah. the beginning <laughs> at the beginning of pivot in Mar- pivot in March of last year, you know, a year ago, I was worried because all of a sudden when the world shut down, you know, about 80% of our work was lost in terms of public speaking events and entertainment events we were promoting. And I was supposed to go be actually be, I was supposed to be on reality TV, not something I'd ever looked for, but just playing myself really as a publicist. Um, yeah. as they, there was going to be basically a show that was going to go from six six different West Coast cities with six different bands, all different kinds of musical genres in a bus together. And, the, and you know, they're going to be going to different events to perform, but the drama was going to ensue whatever happened in the bus because there are all kinds of different characters. And, and when they met me, one of my clients was, I, I put one of my clients into that. And when they met me, they were like, oh, you'd be great for TV. You should come on, you know, as the publicist and do, and I said, well, only if I can do what I would actually do, which is advise people if they're being stupid or, you know, <laughs> telling them what they should do. Or, and they were like, yeah, yeah. But anyway, that all, obviously, you know, there was no, that was going to be from LA to Seattle to all on the West Coast. But that, all, that along with a whole bunch of projects I was working on was shuttered because of COVID. But, you know, very quick. So for the first week or so, I was just, you know, staring at the TV screens, watching all the leaders all over the world, just wondering like everybody what's going on. And then I realized, nope, you know, design your life. If I've lost 80% of my business, I still have 20%, right? So I went to my desk and I started working on that. And as soon as I started doing that and thinking strategically, instead of panicking, I started getting other clients, you know, authors or people who had, they themselves had to pivot and start to make a name for what they were doing in this new environment. Podcasts exploded. So I started using podcasts, both for myself and clients, in addition to TV, radio, newspapers, to get their message out on a global level. And so in the end of the day, it's actually gone pretty well. I've actually managed to get through it. We we incorporated almost a year ago now we've existed for i was a freelancer for 10 years you know for 10 years ago i was a freelancer and then for five years we had a general partnership which is basically like a solo proprietorship but with two of us my husband and myself and then uh and then now in a year since a year we've been incorporated as lamori media so getting bigger and better and literally on a global level like i work with clients in england across canada in the wow. united states i have a, i'm very proud to be working with um anita erskine who some of your listeners may know from yeah. Soap Opera Deed and from uh, Shiro's and it's sixth season Shiro's in more than 50 nations in Africa. I can't remember what network yeah. it's on, but so I, I'm privileged to work with her, you know, and so I work literally, and she's one of the, quote, she won an award, 100 most influential women in all of Africa, as well as 100 most inspirational in Ghana. So I literally am honored to work with people from around the world, you know, of 
substance who trust me with their messaging to bring them out on a global level. And it's fine. Wow. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's a cool part. That's a cool part. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> I love it too. Love everything I do. Okay, um, so um, we're gonna get back to you know that and how busy you've been because I know that I follow you. I see what you do. So we're gonna get back to the, your busy schedules. Um, so um, I just wanted to ask um, just um, to start off this conversation. Um, um, so how did it all start? I know we've you know some of our listeners have gone through some of your work, but. Like just briefly, how do you all start for you? Yeah, I'll give it as brief as I can. That's a story that it, I mean, it's and you it's do a long one. <laughs> yeah, I'll give it short in a short version. But you really do need to know that to know, you know, understand my trajectory and also to be inspired by my work, really. Because if you don't know my background, then okay, great, she's been able to do all this stuff. Oh wow, yay, you know. But you have to know what was the background, which was I was not educated for this, mostly in PR, you know, which is when it's not COVID, it's full of VIP parties and travel and all that crazy stuff I never would have thought I'd be able to access. You know, it's not my life. It's not how I grew up. But what happened was when I was in my 20s, I was just an entry-level job. My husband too, Dave Parkinson, was on this journey with me, both in the business and in, you know, what got us here. So um he had a husband, Dave Parkinson, had a radio show one time when we met and we were both on the radio show. So we were sort of used to speaking out and doing activist stuff and all that, you know, like having a voice when that radio. And that was about, you know, we did a lot of stuff on anti-racism, social justice, just all kinds of stuff that in our 20s we were passionate about, still am, and thought we could change the world. And we did. And uh, But anyway, we were, you know, while we were activists, we were in, in our day job, what paid the rent you know, was just sales and marketing, entry level sales, just going in, you know, you know what I mean? Just entry level sales, yeah, something you don't really yeah, care about. You just got yeah, the job, yeah. you do it nine to five. Yeah. And that's what I was doing. But meanwhile, we met and we heard about this case, which was not very well publicized. It was like nobody was working on it. A man named Jimmy Dennis, a black man in Pennsylvania in the United States. We're from Canada. Um, so we're over the border. And he's a black yeah. man in Pennsylvania in the United States who was factually innocent, wrongly convicted and sent to death row. Had lived through an execution date already. And, you know, by the time we got involved, two more. But... We wrote him a letter and, you know, people say, wow, why would you write a letter to death row? And, you know, it's kind of strange because we didn't have any experience with criminal justice or prisoners or anything like that. We were activists, but there's a big jump to that and writing prison. Right. But I think yeah. because we had been, you know, because we'd had our radio show like you, we were interviewing people. We didn't have it anymore. We were still in that kind of mindset about uncovering things. And so for some reason, we decided to actually write a letter. We wrote a letter. We were 28 years old, me and my husband, Dave. And when Jimmy Dennis got that in Pennsylvania, he wrote us a letter back, 28 pages, written on both sides with all the details, just pouring out everything that had happened and sending us the legal documentation that was in his cell. Well, long story short, <clears throat> as short as I can make it, that was, you know, galling and galvanizing and it was really disturbing it was enough that he'd sent us that we thought oh my god what do we do with this and then what do we do about that because here we had just written a person written a stranger clearly given him some hope because he spent all that time to write that story out so what do we do now just say oh that was a great story thanks you know, right? So we had to do, right? you know what I mean? So we yeah, had to do yeah. something because we'd reached out. But what could we do? We didn't even have the radio show anymore. So literally my husband learned how to make a web page. You know, in those days you could make it kind of as easily as a Facebook page. He didn't learn the HTML. He just learned, yeah. you know, Netscape yeah. or whatever. And I, I literally went to the Alta Vista, which is the precursor to Google. And I learned how to write a press release. Literally, I learned, I was 20, 1998, four immediate Whoa. 
release a few paragraphs and I wrote one for Jimmy Dennis. We put it around the world and you know, ultimately America didn't pay much attention because in those days it was before all the wrong conviction shows. So, uh, but around the world we got attention and people got involved and they started writing to their media and ultimately a little team developed. And then the way we got media in America, and this is how I learned that my messaging was really skillful, but it took me another 10 years to make a business or even think about making a business out of it because I didn't want to get paid for any of this. This was work we were doing to save a life, right? But so I, um, what happened is we created an organization called the Canadian Coalition Against the Death Penalty because that would give us where TV wouldn't put us on to talk about one prisoner. They would put us on to talk about the issue. And once we got on, we could talk about that prisoner. You know what I mean? So it was a strategic way we did that. And learning how to write press releases from that Alta Vista page and just learning how to just you know, researching until I found the email and writing compelling enough messaging that we ended up as 28, 29 years old, me and my husband, with no media experience other than that little radio show, right? And certainly yeah. no legal experience. Can you picture this on MSNBC, on oh, Court yeah. TV, on yeah. CNN, on NBC, Whoa. on ABC, being interviewed by all these big name lawyers? And you know what I thought later, and that's when I was 28, and we did this for 10 years while we kept on going to our day job, which was just this crappy little, and I never even thought about putting yeah. the two together. And this is where Whoa. the create your design in the business life comes in, right? Yeah. Meanwhile, the end of that story, thank, I talk to Jimmy Dennis every day, my husband and I do. He's free. He was freed in 2017 after a 19- year campaign because two years after we started making that noise some lawyers okay. you know who did have power which is what we were hoping for someone would hear about it and because we made enough noise and got media some lawyers from washington who had power who were looking for a case of actual factual innocence to do for free which is literally like finding a unicorn, my friend. They came into the picture. They spent years and years on it. And in 2017, he was finally released. Today, you can Google his name, Jimmy Dennis. He's an R&B singer out of Philadelphia. Making inroads, right? He's in Rolling Stone. He's in BET. He's in all kinds of stuff. So that's an amazing story. And then meanwhile, two years before he got out, you know, or a few years before he got out, I suddenly had a light bulb moment. Wait a minute. We got some really effective messaging that got us on internet. Like that was our messaging that got us on TV and all that. So that's when I started thinking about, hey, what about if I got a couple of entrepreneurs or creatives? I, I know about media. I know how to you know, access media. I just know how to, whenever there was wrong going on because of what I'd learned with Jimmy, if I was an activist and there was something wrong going on, I'd say, hey, let me write a press release and tell the media. And everybody else would be like, write the what now? You know, so okay. I, I had that skill, right, where I could bring that to people that, you know, bring attention. And so I thought, wait, anyway, so I finally, I started it as a business 10 years ago, just freelancing, getting clients here and there. One of my first clients was Rosa Parks' cousin. You know, Rosa Parks? Oh, yeah. Right? Like, definitely, I mean, definitely. So there I am, this dumbass, you know, white girl in Canada getting, you know, Rosa Parks' cousin is trusting me to, you know, to, to put our messaging for it. So now I know I'm really in the game. So I'm, I'm yeah. doing it and we're, you know, and so from there, there was no stopping me, right? So, because everything is yeah. about self-belief. And then I was like, no, I can do this, you know? And then I never yeah. stopped. And then from there, today I'm an international award-winning blah 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 working across yeah. borders working across industries and that's literally because I did what nobody else you know was looking at doing but you know it, and it sounds heroic in one way so I always want to say no everybody would do stuff like that but why don't they because they not because they're mean yeah. Not because they don't care, because they don't think they can have a difference. Just the same reason they don't build a business or write a book. They think they can't make a difference, so they, they don't even try. Wow. 
Wow, that's that's <laughs> that's to me. It's, 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 yeah, it's, it's true. Self belief, confidence. You know, putting yourself it's, out there um, is everything. So yeah, sorry yeah, for that so, long, long story, but it's really no, hard no, no, to tell it, that short. It, it, yeah, <laughs> it, it's really no. I, I've listened to your conversation over and over. I mean, this is pretty short. I mean, you. It's well done. <laughs> you do sure, yeah. Done. Okay. <laughs> so I just um uh, yeah, that's something I'll definitely get back to um, but. Um, I want to ask um, another question, and yeah. that's, um, were you not bothered that you were probably not getting it right? I mean, talking about your first press release, your work, I mean, mm-hmm. you didn't even have the CV to back it up back then, you know, <laughs> were you not bothered, you know, that you were probably not getting it right? Like, look, look. I well, at first, if I was trying to build a business, I might have been, I might have worried more about things like that. If I was worried about oh, my okay. reputation, or if I was trying to build a business, I would have, you know, agonized over it. Or if I was, if my first press release had been about a client, if I'd gotten someone to, you know, it was more important than that. But I mean, I would have been thinking differently about it. Instead, I was literally trying to save a human's being, a human being's life. We were like screaming from the rooftop, but there was no way to do that. And, you know, we had to write it. And that, but hilariously enough, I've, I've ran into that press release. We found that about a year ago, nine years after I've been in this, and now I'm an award-winning publicist. And I showed it to my husband. I was like, huh, there's not much I would have done differently. It has the compelling mm-hmm. header. It has that. So, you know, we didn't have a, we had no idea who to send it to. We were literally just Googling. It wasn't even Google in those days. You know, you could go no, to the web. No, no. And there was no Twitter <laughs> and there was no Facebook. There was That's the web. Crazy. It was yeah. the internet, so you could go to the website of the of the of the newspaper and you know find the email of their main desk. And that's what we did, you know. So, but yeah, I think you know I would have agonized over that those kind of questions more if I if I realized I was um, going to make a career out of it or I was building my reputation. But we were literally two twenty eight year olds, and there was nobody else at, that, at the beginning. There was a year or so in after we started doing this, and the messaging started working. With people started coming in from from Illinois and from America and from all over the world people started you know caring australia and you know little small group of people here and there so jimmy had a real support team but at first if it was if we didn't put that out there nobody was going to put it out there he had a lawyer that you know that he didn't have i mean he had nothing the lawyer wasn't even visiting him the family didn't have any idea what to do so these two 28 year old who are activists and don't forget we weren't thinking about ourselves as publicists so we weren't thinking about doing anything wrong that we didn't know we knew how to do activism We knew how to speak. We knew how to talk powerfully. So, yeah, um, you know, it was much more important than actually creating a a messaging for, you know, for a business or for developing your reputation as a business or something. It was actually, people have to realize we we forget about it now or it doesn't seem as immediate now, but somebody's life literally was literally life and death at that moment. And so somebody's life was on the line. So we were, we took great care to make sure that what we wrote would be credible and, you know, would be received well in a professional manner. So we we took great care to ensure that it looked, you know, it was done well in terms of who we could reach out to we just didn't have the connection so all we could do was find it online and you know go to the websites and email the the reporters but slowly but surely you know that worked we sent it all over the world to amnesty international groups to get the people who cared we sent it all over the world to newspapers big and small and here and there there were articles so you know and every little one built on each other and that's how i learned you know the same thing in that media work about how to find opportunities and just get out there but back then we weren't trying to you know build a personal reputation we were literally just like literally trying to save a man's life so that's what we were considering
that okay. urgency. Oh. Okay, thank you so much for that. Um, yeah, so just just um, um, another one to add to that. Um, you know, um, like I, I told you, most of our audience are between 23 to 27. So sometimes we like to refer to the audience as the 20s tribe, you know. It's yeah. On number, you know, okay. So, so I'm, I'm, I want to ask them, um, so I'm speaking to the 20s tribes. So what do you, what do we, what do you, we need to start doing to ensure that we put our message out there, our product, our service? I mean, what are some tips for the incomers? I mean, so right, so young. Yeah. yeah, do not be afraid. If you're an expert at something and you are, like if you're thinking about starting a business or what, you know, whatever that business is, you're an expert in that. Begin to build, you know, like for, you don't, I was gonna say, forget your resume. Don't forget your resume, still do your resume, you know, but, but I mean, build a global reputation is as easy as putting the time and effort into your resume. If you understand, you know, where to look and how to pitch and all that, or, you know, if you, you know, retain, um, just, I mean, like, cause you're, you're probably not going to be retaining a publicist in your twenties. You won't be thinking about that, but go for, I'll give you some tips. And first you have to understand the difference between it's not about, you know, selling yourself, but about selling your knowledge is what I, and by selling, I mean, sharing and find, you know, teach, you know, so it's not about, you know, and, and by doing that, you can open up the door to major media opportunities. So we're not talking about placing ads. We're talking about being interviewed and everything from features in Authority Magazine and Thrive Global, which is like, like Huffington Post, to being quoted in Reader's Digest. Whether you're in Hamilton, Canada, like me, or whether you're in Lagos, Nigeria, or whether you're in you know Los Angeles, it doesn't matter. It's a global, you know, thought leadership. We're talking about on a global level now. And even if your business is local, you can, you know, interest investors or uh, differentiate yourself from the competitor or attract customers by getting that media attention. And so I'm going to give you a couple of tips right now. So write this down, go and search okay. for the website, help a reporter out. This is free and it's nothing to do with me other than like, I, like all publicists, I use it like religiously. That's so called helpareporterout.net. We call it HARO, H-A-R-O. If you Google that, though, it will be the first thing that comes up. It's a free service. You can sign up to get an email once a day, three times a day, whatever they do. And, and you look at that for like a week and you're going to see, oh, my God, what you see in there is things like, you know, Reader's Digest with a, a deadline of Tuesday at four is looking to speak to mothers with tips about getting their babies to sleep. It's looking to speak to uh, chefs who have um, can, you know, give cultural memory, a favorite cultural meal. It's looking to speak yeah. to real estate agents who can yeah. advise on what color to paint literally. And that's like mainstream media. I got clients yeah. who had no media attention in things like New York times, good housekeeping, yeah. you know, so yeah. that's free. So, and yeah. you get one thing like that you put that on your website as quoted. And like right now at the top of my bio, it says as quote, you know, featured in read in Rolling Stone in NBC TV. And um, what else do I have there? Hollywood times. Those are not paid things. Those are things where I was interviewed as an expert. Yeah. So, when you put that, you know, and then you, even if you're not trying to build a business, you go and apply yeah. for a job and you put on your resume, see the yeah. Authority Magazine article about me, you know, talking yeah. about how to make, give a wow customer service experience or how to, so you can be quoted as an authority in actual things. Yeah. And then that elevates you no matter what you're doing in your life, whether you're going to apply for a job and you want the corner office, you want the raise, you want the yeah. job offers, or whether you're building a business, whether you're writing a book, whether, you know, whether you're trying to get your inspirational story out, whatever it might be. Yeah.
Okay. Wow, that's fascinating. So I think from, from your last um, conversation, what, what I find um, interesting is the fact that, you know, when you tell a story, when you make an offering, you know, and it connects to your heart, I mean, it's something that is not just some external, it's like your own personal interest, the passion for mm. you. I mean, it just sells, it connects to people business you're trying to design you know but if it's just something from your heart definitely connect with the audience i think that yeah okay that's pretty interesting so i find you i mean you're i was reading one of your um, um work out there and i i actually came across one of the you know definitions of success you put out this you said i was one of your favorites and you were saying about um success being the ability for you to choose your own path you know in mm -hmm. life so mm -hmm. and then and then I'm trying to connect that with you know um thought leadership and I'm I'm just thinking now that if you're gonna be successful like really in life then there's got to be some thought leadership around your work you know you putting yourself out there you know probably someone has not done that before so there's got to be some sort of curated conversation your own kind yep. of story out okay so I don't know if you speak to that. Yeah. And more and more importantly, these days it is, I mean, it's, you know, the days of just being able to, I mean, sure, you, you know, maybe you can just do business on your street and that's it. But even then, if you're not developing that thought leadership or speaking to media or speaking to, you know, so it, it's, and it's hard for people to get their heads around, but I mean, it could be, it doesn't mean you have to get up there on a the stage. Not everybody's a public speaker. Not everybody has to be interviewed on the radio or on podcasts, but there are other alternatives. If you're more of a writer than write, start by writing articles, you know, for media which means which is just you writing the way you do on facebook an article about whatever you think and you know putting a picture up and then and that but that way you have a place and it looks you know more gravitas more serious more authoritative than a blog and you have a place to start showing people and just sharing that mess you know your um that body of thought you know yeah. where people yeah. can start to understand that and then yeah. you know like i was saying when i talked about heroin you know help reporter out and source bottle in australia which are key um and where you can just literally submit your reporters hey i'm a hey i saw you were doing a call out for blah 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 i'm this person and this is why i'm an expert and this is my answer people you know i get half my clients like i said in reader's digest Good Housekeeping, New York Times, The New Yorker, The List, Oprah.com, the website, or sorry, the, the, the magazine, all those things that I just listed, none of my, my clients were, were in all of them, in a feature oh, articles, wow. and none of them, they even had to talk to a reporter, except for Good Housekeeping. She had a phone okay. call with a reporter. But the other okay. ones, they just submitted all the questions, like they oh. typed them, and then the person answered them by, by email. So they didn't even have to be scared of, it's not even a scary process. And then the next no. two weeks later, they're in Reader's Digest. So it's just a matter of, and if anybody has a budget, you know, everyone's at a different stage. Some people have budgets, some people don't. Some people are starting companies even in their 20s and they might be putting a lot of money into advertising and marketing. If you, if you do have a budget, I challenge you just for a month, you know, take some of that budget out of the marketing and put it in PR. I work internationally, any, for example, anywhere in the English speaking world. And you, if you put a, a portion of your marketing budget into PR with me, by the end of the first week, you're going to be profiled in interviews. You're going to be, you're going to look like a rock star. And one wow. of my clients even said to me, you made investors take us more seriously. Literally. She said, you changed my business. And that, wow. and she, right. So wow. it can be, you know, it's, it can make a, and somebody even said, she even said to me, and you brought people out of the woodwork, not just stranger investors, like big financial people. She said, you've literally changed my life. People have come from high school, from the past, from my family that I've talked to in 20 years and are saying, wow, 
you're really doing well. It's because they're seeing now. Because you know, when the media is pointing it out. So it's gold. It is any business that it is, you know, it's golden. But I mean, not to be advertorial, because you don't have to always hire somebody. You can just start thinking about this, some of this in your mind instead of thinking always about advertorial. Think about how can I be a source? What can I give to media that they may publish? Because then that's how you know, you get in the media free. They're not in the business of getting you free advertising, but that's a, okay. a byproduct of your being quoted in the media. Wow. Oh, wow. Excellent point. Thanks for those tips. Um, so as we wrap up this conversation, um, I, I, yeah, I find that um, um, scattered across this conversation, you know, you keep, you know, confidence comes up, you know, as a person, you want to put yourself out there, you know, there's got to be confidence, there's got to be self-belief, there's, you know, and then you've got to seek the media opportunities. And hey, you know, whether you've got a budget or not, or you know, you know, you, there's, there's a, there, there are three ways you can do that. And you know, if you've got some little budget, you know, put it in and, and put the money behind it. So wow, that's an um, interesting conversation. So um, going back to talking about hard work, I mean, I was looking at one of your latest posts as well. You talked about, you know, the hard work and building a personal brand and all that. And also in our conversation, I remember when we started, we we're talking about a lot of hard work. So, um, um, so what, what, what? Just give us a brief, you know, um, overlook, you know, into that world of hard work. Maybe you know, you've got to, you know, be consistent, put a work out yeah. there. Yeah. Exactly. Nothing's magic. I mean, this is all work. I call it media magic, but at the same time, I'm I'm literally up till three, four in the morning, l literally looking for just one example, right? Research. What is that? Think big and research what's available, not just on your street. I mean, that's in terms of media, in terms also of connections you might make, in terms of events you might speak at, especially now in the virtual world where you could do that without leaving your house, right? Yeah. yeah. And um, in terms of awards you could win, which again in the virtual world. So like I'm up till three, four in the morning sometimes, literally just thinking oh. on Google, but listen, thinking about all kinds of combinations of words that I might bring up stuff. Like, um, you know, if I get a client in a new industry, I'll be searching their industry, entrepreneur, awards, global, yeah. speaking, submit speaker, podcast, you know, so I'm searching all things I would, so then things are going to pop up that I didn't know about and wouldn't even think of opportunities that could build a career for a client. So think big, think strategically, you know, you've got the power in that little thing you hold in your hand that you talk to your friends on and look at pictures of cats on or whatever people do. You have the entire power of the world that, you know, are, you know, we, we could only dream of and even 10 years ago. You can contact anybody. You can, and you know, I'll tell you something from working with celebrities. It's a small world, right? And everybody in the world, from celebrities to you, to you, is are doing. Especially, I think it's starting to open up now. But in the last year, especially in the time of COVID, they've all been doing the exact same thing. And I know because I work with them, is staring at this screen in front of us, figuring out how we can navigate this world and be successful in this new. So, if you have an idea. They want to hear it. If you can, so everybody's in business, everybody's open. You got the power of connection in your hand. So, you know, and this is, you know, Africa rising. This is the power. Yeah. Which, the, 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 I don't have to tell you, this is yeah. the era when Africa is coming into it you know, to, to be a great superpower. North yeah. America's had its time, I believe. And we'll see yeah. Africa, you know, the Middle East. And we're even yeah. seeing it now, like your great cities that are being built mm -hmm. now are modern cities that look like the Jetsons, you know, yeah. whereas yeah. North America. 
America is still like in these hundred year old with the you know couple, couple a couple of skyscrapers. You know what I mean? But like yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, so Africa and the opportunities are arising now. People are starting to see that. So African entrepreneurs are like you know rising of their own with the power of the internet with media. So don't be afraid to be global. You're not just in Nigeria. You're wherever you want to be. Uh, you know. Wow. Yeah. So guys, you've got that thing big, thing strategically. You know, I've got to tell you guys. You know, Tracy's got lots of energy. <laughs> the conversation with her is just fascinating. It blows me out. I mean, wow, that's so that's so much content. It's just, you know, <laughs> so recording. So hey, Tracy, you know, if our audience decides to get you back, you know, I just put a message out to you and say, hey, look, Tracy, our audience wants you back for a second one. How that very be? cool. I would love to. Yeah, I would love to come on at any time, my friend. And if you do any panels or anything, it's a great honor for you to have me speak there. I'm, I'm, I feel very honored, and I hope someday I get there in person. Person. All right. Thank you so much, so much. So Thank for you, closing, sir. yeah. So for closing, how can our shared audience reach you now? So yeah, if you spell my name there, because it's a hard one, it's L-A-M-O-U-R-I-E. <laughs> and um, it's Tracy Lamori. So they can find me at lamorimedia.com. It'd be great if you'd link to that. And uh, they can find me on Instagram at Tracy Lamori PR Media. They can find me on LinkedIn is a great place to connect as well, just Tracy Lamori. And yeah, just you tell them that you guys tell me that you heard me here. And yeah. we'll do a free 30-minute, no sales call. We'll do a free 30-minute consult where you can yeah. tell me what you're doing. And I'll tell you what exactly you could expect. You know, we work together and also give you some tips in general. So, yeah, we oh, could do that on WhatsApp or whatever you use. Oh, definitely. Wow. That's amazing. Amazing. I'm so happy. I'm so pumped up. Wow. Thanks so much. Oh, you're very so welcome, my friend. All right. So, guys, that's it for our show today. Thank you so much and have a great time. Have a great day.